Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 112. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello. Yes, and we are here to cast your pod. Well, yeah. I mean, you said that in a profoundly stupid way, but that's true. We it's are, true. We are podcasting, and not on the typical day for us, not in the typical location. Well, you dehydrated yourself. Yeah, I ended up in the emergency room last night because I... Uh, had a couple things going on, but the main one was... This is why he has bananas. Dehydration. I'm also uh, potassium deficient. So. He's full of bananas. I have had nine bananas today, and I've had five Gatorade bottles full of electrolyte-rich stuff. You're just smashing those bananas, aren't you? Yeah, and i got multivitamins in me now, so... Pounding bananas. Yeah, just really... Just basically sitting in bananas. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, we're going to do an episode here. It'll be a little bit different format uh, if you're watching on Twitch. Uh, hopefully it's okay. We're using whatever hardware I had hooked up to my Media Center computer. We just wanted to get something out for you. Yeah, we know the audio recording will be good because we've used this before. So, Either way, um, before we get into stories, I just want to quick plug our Patreon again. Uh, Carbitrage is the username, I guess, so uh, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. We have a $1.50 per month level, and we have a $5 per month level. Uh, both of them at this point basically just try to fund our beer intake. At some point, I'd like for it to pay for hosting too, but I'm not going to dilute myself. So if you want to help us out that way, feel free to head over to uh, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. If you don't feel like it, then don't do that. Yes. And, uh, just keep listening. So. Anyway, Ryan, you've got the first story. Today. Yes, and if you are listening to this and not giving us money, that is theft. No. No. <laughs> it's, it's not true. No, no, we, we are happy. I checked the box where people can download a copy of it, all that <laughs> stuff. It's fine. Um, yeah, well, actually, uh, now starting in real life, um, so the, pre- the vice president of Equatorial Guinea is who I want to talk about. Now, is that like a store? No, it's a small country in Africa. Uh, and this, the vice president was actually arrested by authorities, as was his son. Okay. And uh, apparently his son had quite the car collection. It was wow. four cars. Is he related to the Sultan of Brunei? It's probably worth about as much as okay. the Sultan's. <laughs> well, not really, because the Sultan has an actual gold Rolls Royce. Yeah, he's what, got, like, McLaren F1s that just sit and deteriorate. Yeah, like, when I say actual gold Rolls Royce, I mean, like, gold plate. I mean, like, the door panels are made of actual just gold. That's what Must it is. Must be nice to have that kind of money. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, it's actually illegal to talk about the Sultan Brunei's finances in Brunei. Fun really? fact. Yeah, no, that's actually a real thing. Why? I, um, I don't know. I'm like, damn, wow, how did he get all that money? Start the, uh, yeah, the you, pot a-stirring? Yeah, yeah, they, they want that to happen. Everybody's happy. Okay. Everybody's happy. He has more money, but nobody asks any questions because they get a lot of money too. Um, but anyway, back to Equatorial Guinea. Uh, so yeah, the vice president was arrested. I didn't really look into it because Equatorial Guinea is a population of like thirty. I'm not that concerned. Um, it is roughly the size of East Saint Paul. It really is. It's a tiny little country, and it has yeah. But anyway, uh, we should click on that link from Bonhams because Bonhams is actually selling the car collection. Uh, and, yeah, one half of it's actually really good. The other half's meh. Um, now, if we scroll down, the first thing you see here is a Koenigsegg 1-1. Uh-huh. 
Oh, we should also mention uh, the stream. I won't be able to give you yeah video the video whatever. I'm sorry, so yeah. I'll try to describe it better. Uh, the the son actually one of his cards was a Koenigsegg one one. Yeah, which is that really really rare. Uh, one horsepower per, per kilogram. Yes, Koenigsegg that one. Yeah, so that that's insane. Which I think actually one per kilogram would be point five pounds for every horsepower. It's two horsepower per pound, I think. All I know is that it weighs twelve hundred kilos and it's twelve hundred horsepower. That's pretty insane. Yeah. Um so then if you click that little button. Oh down like the, the next button. The next button. Wow. The next one's a McLaren. Oh, it's and McLaren. Okay. It's a McLaren There's L and Bugatti. So no, it was what was it? It was McLaren McLaren seven twenty or something. Oh, they're all, they're all the same. They're all the same. It's a, I guarantee it has a twin turbo 3.8 liter V8 I and a dual clutch. I really there you care. go. There you go. Um, and then he has a Volkswagen. Yep. A uh, big blue Volkswagen a big that has blue shiny turbos. 16 cylinder Volkswagen, yes. Okay. And then click next. Uh, and then the other cool car that he has Whoa. a Lamborghini Vivino. Uh, the, the, yeah, I don't remember this. Yeah, the, the, they're, I think they made like 30 of them. Like something stupidly small of that. But uh, basically, it's an Aventador. Uh, with a crazy body kit on it. Yeah, that's interesting looking. I mean, it's way more Lamborghini than Lamborghini. You know, that's that's what Lamborghini should make. But that's this whole car collection. Crazy stuff? Oh, okay. Yeah, the, Lamborghini should just go back to making things like the Vivino. And so, these photos are all taken on a paver parking pad. Yes. In a very picturesque area of, like, old Spanish architecture with some grass. Is this, like, his driveway? The, this... They seized all the stuff, and now it's at some compound in Equatorial Guinea, and it's going to be sold at, um, it's going to be sold in, Gen in uh, Geneva in September. Oh, okay. So, if you have $7 million burning a hole in your bank account, uh, and you would like to get rid of it, there's... You know, none of these are manual transmission, so I'm actually going to pass uh, on all of them. Well, the the one one doesn't. That's direct drive. You're right. That doesn't even have a transmission. Right. So it just has a gearbox. Yeah. So that would probably be the one. I'm surprised that's cheaper than the Lamborghini. Right. Yeah. Because I feel like, it's good value for money at yeah, three million dollars. That that would be a arbitrage <clears throat> top tip is if you're looking at the vice president. <laughs> Having um, a seized asset of a small African country. The the all, the ultimate buy would be a Koenigsegg one one. That's the car to buy, and it's also got. I like its livery, even though I like white on tan. It's very Miami Vice. This is definitely a better overall buy. Is the one one, and it's only a fraction of the price. It's only going to be around two point three million dollars. And uh, Christian found a Koenigsegg is cool. So yes, and it's got it. a correct transmission. <clears throat> well, it doesn't have one, so I guess yes, that is. Technical. Well, no transmission is better than automatic. Transmission. It is, which is why I have a Model S instead of a something with an automatic. Yeah, exactly. Cool. That, that's why you don't drive an F one fifty. And speaking of things I don't drive, I've been looking for. This is going to be a reach for a segue, but I've been looking for a used first gen BMW three thirty five I preferably with like pretty significant body. Like an E forty six. E ninety. Oh, E ninety. So Why? first year of the 335 is I want to work with Brian May to make it into like a seven or 800 horsepower roll race car or something like that. That'd be cool. Just to have fun with. But I want to do it with like the cheapest, crappiest 335. Okay. And then use all of his knowledge and really, really good parts because he is the dude. Brian um, May, yes. So anyway, I set myself kind of this arbitrary $4,000 budget a while ago. 
And a card got posted two days ago on the local uh, Facebook club mm-hmm. uh, classifieds, and it was three grand. 07 sport package. And I scroll down, it's an auto. I'm like, ah! You, Other than... Can you overcome that? Like, uh, I mean, I could swap it, but I'd be in it more than just waiting for a manual car, probably. So I offer the dude two and a half. But the yeah. fact that these twin-turbo BMWs from ten years ago that have engines capable of making a thousand horsepower and stock internals are mm-hmm. three grand now. That's pretty it, awesome. It's ridiculous. I mean, that's like getting a Hellcat for thirty grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just... So anyway, I, I, it boggles my mind. And there's a lot of cars like that where they're like, like you remember in recent memory when that car was new and you wanted it, and now you can just like have it. Yeah, you know why? Because <clears throat> um, they're hideously expensive to maintain? Yeah. 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 And you have the, <laughs> the not 335Is, which are... 328s? 328s, the 320s, the, those ones. All the other German cars, like Audi's really bringing down all of Europe right now. Why? Because they're all terrible? Yeah, it's like... So you know how people always used to say, oh, you, you should get a domestic car because they're easier to maintain than an import. Wow. They're easier to work on. They, my they, domestic is easier to import than my imports. You know what I mean, though. It's like that That was a common turn of phrase in the early 1980s. Is domestic in rural America. Yeah. But I still hear, hear that being thrown around in communities where you don't really have much education about cars. Mm-hmm. Um, we call those red areas. Some are blue. Poor communities. Fine. Not much education, period. Yeah, the, the, the poor. Um, the poors. Yeah. So, what the thing is, is like you get brands like Audi, which make all German cars mm-hmm. look terrible because every 100,000 miles you have to spend three grand to keep it running. And it's not like it, you should. Like, you literally 100% have to buy and spend three grand. I think it's fewer miles and more dollars. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. As opposed to, like, you know, you get a lot of people that, you know, want a cheap luxury car, yeah. which is something I highly don't recommend for anybody. LS400. But tell them, like, just get an old Lexus. Like, just get, like, a 10-year-old Lexus. Mm-hmm. You're going to get something that's wonderful, and it's going to be cheap to maintain, because... With very few exceptions, most Lexuses are designed to just be a normal car in Japan. Yeah, because they couldn't afford to have those not be reliable. Yeah. I mean, the... The, the brand can't. The competition, well, yeah. I mean, especially when like Lexus came to the United yes. States. Like, they, they had no choice. The product had to be perfect. Because the people that were already in the market were deeply rooted in the market. Yeah. Well, and you, on the CM yeah. somebody, you had to offer a better product at less, you know, at a smaller price. Well, if you look at their competition, like... Acura made it because Acura had advanced technology. They had front-wheel drive and stuff, which is, I know, stupid to us today. But 1989 was, like, a big deal. Infinity had big power numbers, but Lexus was actually more reliable. And of those three, the ones that are consistently more sought after are the Lexus models. Yeah, the only real downside to the LS400 was timing belt. Yeah, it was it. And, oh, no, it's a non-interference engine, if I'm not mistaken. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I, th- I think it's non-interference. Correct me if I'm wrong. There were definitely years of non-interference when using yeah. but I don't think the early belt ones worked. But um, the thing is, today when we look at these, and what it, this also will translate into modern sales, is mm-hmm. that the Lexuses are today more sought after than any of the other Japanese brands. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, people you know. Yeah, and an LS400? Yeah. What are, what are you going to go for? Yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> for the LS400. And then the other thing is, when, going back on topic, though, 
when you look at modern cars, mm-hmm. when you look at modern European cars, you just see, oh my god, Audi, no. They're hideously expensive right, to maintain. Right, you have no choice but to lump every one of them together. Yeah, and then when you look at BMW, you look at the most common ones, which are the four-cylinder ones, and oh my god, they're terrible. And then Mercedes is the same way. So it's all three of them get it. And it's not like all, you know, Audis and, or all BMWs are horribly horrible to maintain. I mean, most Audis are. There's, they have their standouts, right, like right. the the 3-liter supercharged ones are pretty decent. To supercharged. Yeah. The, the T supercharged ones. To supercharged. Yeah. Uh, the, Silent T? <clears throat> supercharged. It's the Japanese character, Tsu. <laughs> TSU. But supercharged? Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like you, 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 people tend to lump them all together, and that's why these cars are getting so cheap, is because people go, oh my god, every other BMW is horrific to maintain. This one will be too. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's everything except their six-cylinder cars, and nobody is willing to look into that. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. It's like also going to the new Supra. Mm-hmm. That's why so many people are so. Just ass like, mad oh, about BMW it. BMW engine. I'm like, yeah, but they picked the only good one. They still have left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it's just one of those things where it's like people are actually bugging out about it, and it kind of makes sense. Like, if you think of it that way, if you don't know much about BMW, all you know is most of their cars are horrible to maintain. Yeah, you're all gonna of assume. The press on the new Supra yeah. has been amazing. But I mean, so is all of the press on the Chevy Malibu in 1997. I don't believe you. No, it literally got Motor Trend Car of the Year in 1997. I don't believe that all press was favorable. Well, if you look up every I, review... I won't be doing that. It, Other than that car was offered with the Quad 4 high output. And a manual transmission. Yeah. But anyway, that's off... It's a terrible that's, car. That's terribly off topic. So anyway, now cheap 335i. I'm going to do that, but I'm going to wait for a manual. Yes, you should. Um... <laughs> Now, speaking of things that combine Japanese, American, and European cars... We are so good at uh, segueing. Yes, we are. We actually had... <laughs> last episode was really was solid. Really was, we were, yeah. like, on it. Yep. Of course, you also weren't dehydrated, and it wasn't a Monday for me. Um, but... On oh, s- shit, today's Monday. Yeah, no, right? I didn't go to work today. So, well, cool. So you have a two-day work week now. I don't think I get Friday off. Yeah, dude, that's gross. And I might have don't to work worry, Thursday to work it for today. Don't worry, I don't have work Friday either. I I'm, if I'm going to Christmas, I'm going to be naked as hell on Friday. Wednesday it's going to be amazing. If it's I'm going to Snapchat Corey in the off, nude. I don't get it off. Yeah. I'm okay. going to spend my entire Friday Snapchatting Corey in the nude and streaming in the nude. It's going to be great. Um, I'll be too busy. So I will I'm make sure I'm it. nowhere near any of what's going on there. <laughs> I saw you shirtless at one of these car shows you're about to cover this yes, weekend. It like, ruined uh, my day. <laughs> Imagine I, how Jennifer feels. I, 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 I was right next to her. I know how she I, I was talking to Eric, and then all of a sudden we see this like flash of light, light like, <laughs> like bright light. And we're, it we was both... like the fifth element when Aziz was holding the directing light dish. Exactly. <laughs> and we like... We like whip our heads over, and somebody goes, "Jana, how do you feel?" And I go, "Um, I was like, I'm uncomfortable. I was like, I don't see him shirtless ever. All right, so, so you, you, seeing you have him to, shirtless you, out in public is really, really strange." All right, so you have to you have to understand this. Kua, the photographer that was doing that, who's from Drive Cartel, uh-huh. uh, he previously took that famous picture of Sing Cha butt naked. 
And I also did another photo shoot with... Um, I'm glad I don't know of whatever this is. I think he also did a photo shoot with Yang from Katang uh, in his underwear. <laughs> like, posing like a model. So he always, like, takes, like, large Asian men and, like... I wasn't aware that Drive Cartel was just an online bathhouse. <laughs> it is, actually. That's what Drive Cartel is. It's just a bathhouse. Anyway, tell me about their show. The, their bathhouse show? Yeah, tell me about the modest bathhouse. So, well, actually, what I wanted to do is I wanted to juxtapose... Because we had Modest and the Modest 100 show. Which was excellent. Yeah. And the MNCC Minneapolis Mile show. Which wasn't so great. And they were both on the same weekend. Now, my thing was, uh, is juxtaposing them like, as a judge. Uh-huh. Judge supposing them? Judge supposing them. Oh, um, I will yeah, say my, my, life, here first. my life was so much easier with MNCC's judging hmm. than it's been previously. Because it used to be that you'd have all the judges judge all the cars. And I would have literally died and that show would have been 12 hours long. Yeah, no. There were no. a lot of... Well, when it was nice, there were a lot of cars there. Yeah, there were, and then it was it, the weather was terrible. Oh, dude, it was bad. I mean, it, the, I, the there was got... there was a severe thunderstorm that rolled through Minneapolis Mile. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like sideways sheet. Oh, rain. dude. Yeah, I was so I was running down because I was doing the Japanese car thing, and this is actually the one thing I cried to me about Minneapolis Mile is the you. the two like best Japanese pickups I've ever seen in Minnesota were parked with all the trucks. Yeah. Not with all the Japanese stuff. And yep. I had literally had to walk a mile to get to the trucks on the opposite end of Second Avenue. Um, I think it should be yeah, make or car club segregate. About the car clubs, uh, they give up their right to be judged. That's true. So that yeah. helps. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, yeah, I was I was wandering down to judge the these two trucks. It was Koi Christmas's rotary swapped Nissan Sunny pickup, and then a really cool That's Datsun. Rad. Yeah. It's got like a Boba Fett livery too on it. It's really cool. Koi's a really big nerd. But uh, the other one was a uh, Datsun 720, I think. Um, oh, hello there, John. Um, but anyway, I was like most of the way there. That comment's fairly old. Okay. Well, I want to say hello there. He might still be listening, but I don't know. So, John Boy. <laughs> yeah, no, right? No, the they're they're actually. Back. I did not incriminate myself. They're actually still pulling people out of the trees from Minneapolis Mile. But, um, I waited for a lull in the uh, the rainstorm. One of the people in the Easy Up that I was cowering under with yeah, was had with, the weather radar. Yeah, I was I, with the iRace people. I was with the Lowriders, so I was like, hanging yeah. out with Lorenzo and stuff. It was actually a really good time. I, I really, really liked Lorenzo. He's a cool dude, and we had a good time. Uh, he actually uh, met George Lopez on Friday. Nice. And George Lopez loved his truck, so there you go. Does George Lopez have a lowrider? George Lopez... I don't know if George he Lopez has one. He probably does. He really appreciates him, because it was George Lopez, Deal Hughley, and Cedric Lopez show? He no. obviously must have one. Actually, yeah. As a white person, I agree with you. Well, no, actually, I think in George the George Lopez show, he does have a lowrider in the show. But anyway. the song is Lowrider. But anyway, anyway, so Minneapolis Mile, I think it was a really, really, really cool concept for the show, and I think the only thing that really let it down was the weather. Um, they, they could have done a few things differently. There's some things that happened behind the scenes that were gross, but I mean, like, whatever. It is a show itself. It was really dope. Mm-hmm. What I really, there was a Trabant there. Yes, there was a Trabant. That was the best car of the show. It was. Indubitably. Oh, it did. Okay. Oh, it won a lot. Okay, good. It won best... <laughs> European import. I think it won best classic European. 
And I think it actually got like third place best European overall. Nice. So like yeah, that guy like went home with a massive awards. I would have done best in show, but it's whatever. I, there wasn't a best in show. That's something uh, that would have been really hard to put together. So, I guess. And who who would pick that? Oh, I know, right? Like who? Can who I volunteer you? to do a best in show award? <laughs> like I, I think just they'd have to I think make enemies all up the place. No, you just have the mayor. <laughs> just like call, have, yeah I would be curious to see what a total non-car person would that would be, be great and have him do best of show yep like the mayor would be perfect so yeah I think uh, Mayor Fry should totally do me apple smile next year better public reaction every time he goes to put a, the award on a car no 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 not that one <laughs> oh. he just gets booed that one uh, supports bitcoin but so no it's actually really dope because there is um, what I judged all the Japanese classes I did the Japanese the, my favorite part was the Japanese classics. Um, my top three were uh, a 1971 Hakoska Skyline, so a 71 Skyline G, uh, is a GTR clone, wasn't a real one. I uh, really wish it didn't have the GTR clone bits on it because it was just a normal Hako that was not a GTR. I would have like put that above every other car when it won several other things. Hmm. Um, number two, I, can't, I think number two might actually ended up being Koi's truck just because I knew that truck. But number three was that beige 87 camera. Oh, yeah. That guy got he in the left water. early. Well, yeah, you can't get in the rain. It's from California. Everything's dried. <laughs> <laughs> that thing probably it's leaks like a... It's still a Toyota. Yeah, but, be fine. Yeah, but you, it's from California and the, the desert in California, so that thing probably leaks like a sieve from the rain. It'd be worth it. Yeah, but um, I will say that the, the, the Honda Acura turnout was really weak. Mm-hmm. Like, painfully weak. Um, and oh, then, but bro, they had two NSXs. No, there were th- four. Whatever. Um, but one of the things I did do is I was helping Brian from Top Rank judge Acura. Okay. And there was a dude with a really, really cool TL. And we, he would have totally won. Except he was blasting bachata so loud. It was like an assault on the senses. And me and Brian couldn't get within 15 feet of the car because we were going deaf. I don't know what bachata is. It's like, um, imagine, like, reggaeton, like, slow jams. Okay. Yeah, that's basically what it is. That sounds horrible. No, it's actually a really good genre of music. I love it. But the thing is, it was too damn loud. And I don't know why people think that they must play their music as loud as possible at car shows. But Or everywhere. Or anywhere. But it was really annoying because we wanted to, like, he totally would have won. Except for the fact that we couldn't get up to his car to see what his number was, <laughs> or his name, or anything, and I really, frankly, didn't care because I was already so annoyed. So we ended up having it ended up being a wash of NSXs. I think that one Acura, but uh, if there was a stock NSX, I would totally be in for that. But these were all like they're all modified, stanced, wrapped. Whatever. You know, that's another thing me and Brian said, and that, that's why I had the Japanese classics. Almost all of the cars were totally stock because. I wanted him to be more of like a preservation class for like the best car. I get CECs like, oh yeah, you want people to express their whatever. Yeah. I did take a closer look at that Sienna. That thing was super clean. Yeah, Hubert's car is really red. He hauls his kids in that. I don't believe it. Yeah, he literally does. He's got so pictures. clean. There's no crayons and like. I know. I don't know how he does it. The carpet. dude's a hero. He's like a five foot tall Filipino Superman. That uh, sounds like Modi. <laughs> kind of like Modi, yeah. Uh, but anyway, going back to uh, Drive Cartel mm-hmm. and the modest show that happened on Saturday, yep. uh, 
Also, totally marred by the weather, but in a totally different way. Instead of, Super hot. Oh my god, it was 100 degrees and humid. It was disgusting. Is that why you had your shirt off? Yeah. <laughs> That's also why I, I... Corey, don't knock over the TV. You're, you're so far out of view. Alright, anyway. Um, Just follow the cat's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's I rode your bird scooter around. But with judging that, my big issue was it was 100 degrees and it had been sunny for five days straight. And I saw so many cars that were just filthy. Like, mm-hmm. nobody made an attempt to even wash their car. And Yeah, I was with you for part of the judging, and we saw a lot of... A lot of water spots yeah. and stuff. And I, I absolutely deducted points. Because it's like, all right, if it rained like the night before, I'll give you some slack. If it has been five fucking days since it rained... And I'm seeing water spots on your car. That is you being negligent and you working yourself out of a trophy. So, that's my other thing. Um, but no, draft cartel is really dope. I didn't wash my M3 for uh, light up the night and I won best BMW. Yeah, that's the difference between how you judge things. And I'm actually, I, I judge things the way they should be judged. He's so cute looking. Huh? No, it's because I had the best BMW. You well, probably did. Again, not much competition. But, I also um, have an E30 M3 with an S54, so it's the best BMW. But I really like seeing these shows that are actually really picky about who they let in. Because that... And we w- talked about this. It yeah, makes it shows w- better when you have a little bit of a standard. Yeah, and well, the thing is with Minneapolis Mile, because the uh, because the barrier to entry was so high, like you had to pay $60 to get in. Uh, 50 unless you registered really late. Yeah, but... Yeah, you know what I mean. But... To pay like fifty or sixty dollars, you're less likely to leave early, and I think that's really awesome. And I totally think more shows should do that because I'm so sick of going to shows, and then like by the time they give the awards out, all the people that got them are gone. Yeah, it's super <laughs> annoying. And it, or like uh, like cars and crafts in June, like people are just like leaving in cruise because they want to go out and have a bonfire or something. And it's just like, dude, you you signed up for this car show. Like, there's a lot of other people that wanted to go to this car show. That couldn't get in, and now you're leaving after being there for 45 minutes, uh-huh. and all these other people are screwed. So, anyway, I really like both of them. I think they're both really good. Modest really kicked ass. I'm really excited for what they do next year. I want to get. I, I want to see them grow and get better. Because uh, shows, shows like this are really going to put Minnesota on the map a lot more than it already is beginning. And you're beginning to see this already with cars like Alex uh, Saints uh, in 600 getting on 1320 and being, like, blown up everywhere and yep. stuff like that. And I'm really excited for that because Minnesota's always had a lot of cool shit that just never got the time to... Yeah, we do have a lot of cool cars that just go into hiding. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of cool things that go into hiding, um, <laughs> I did not know that Alpina was an in-house tuner for BMW. <laughs> uh, whatever, it's a bit of a reach, but fine. Yeah, so Alpina started off... Yeah, our sideways are shit today, I'm sorry. A lot like AMG started off for Mercedes-Benz. It was an outside tuner that later got absorbed into the make. So right now, and since 2007, Alpina has been an in-house brand of BMW. So before that, it was an outside tuner. But now, anyway, they're kind of the luxury tuner versus the performance tuner, which is M. Okay. Uh, Alpina got their hands on one of the newer i8s with the larger battery pack, and they were going to put out a model that replaced the three-cylinder Mini Cooper engine 
with the four-cylinder BMW 330i engine, same bell housing pattern everything, just one more cylinder. So hmm. going from 1.5 to 2 liters, and then upping the total system horsepower to 460 from about 380. Mm -hmm. um, this unfortunately, after the concept was shown, got canned. And I looked into the reason because I was curious. Do you want to guess what it was? It's probably going to be something very nitpicking and stupid on BMWs and that would, you totally get away from. Well, I, I thought, okay, so this thing is a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle with like a pretty good electric-only range. So they're probably just like, well, why are we adding more gasoline burning to this I car? You know, this super mm -hmm. clean... No, no, that wasn't it at all. They didn't care about them making more power with a bigger engine in this battery-powered car. The concept had a prominent exhaust outlet on the back of the car, and they put, they canned the entire model because the IA does not. Instead have, of just fixing it, yeah, it just doesn't have an exhaust. You just pipe. yeah, it does have an exhaust pipe, not one that's visible. Yeah. So dumb. So anyway, it's really dumb. That is profoundly really, stupid. Is, uh, you know, I'm kind of mad about that. I wonder how much money was wasted. God. Just like creating that concept. I, I really, I, you know, I, I I like old BMWs, but modern BMWs is really on my shit list of like cars I hate the most. The plus side, though, that four-cylinder is really, really dreadful for reliability, and the three-cylinder is slightly better. So Perfect. The, they already had the formula right from the get-go, but yeah, if that was extremely weird that they just didn't make this because... The reasoning is my exhaust. issue. Yeah. It's the reasoning mm -hmm. it's my issue. It's just one of those things, like BMW, like, you know, I really like them. The, the 2002 is one of my favorite cars. I really like the E33. E33, that's the that's the 6 Series, right? From the 80s? 24. E24, sorry. I really like the E24. Sorry, I'm, I'm not a BMW guy. But I really like some things that they've made, historically. But... Anything really since the E46 has been progressively less interesting to me. Oh, I don't know. Mr. Wags and the 1M are pretty good. Well, I said progressively. Because those both came out around the same time. Mm, not really. Mr. Wags was... E46 was not anywhere near no, those two time tables. No, no, I mean Mr. Wags and the 1M. 06 and 2011, yeah. Roughly the same era. It's a five-year difference. As we learned in a prior episode, five-year difference back around the turn of the 1900s was a big difference. That is, that is true. That is a big difference. <laughs> but, I mean, they've also... But th that's the thing. is like those cars are really cool, but mm -hmm. they were outliers where, you know, if we were looking at BMW 30 years ago, stuff like that was the norm for BMW. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, they're really on my shit list of brands I dislike the most because they've fallen... So far, like BMW right now is like Honda in two thousand like twelve, just at their worst. Oh right, yeah, just, and, yeah. I think we've actually talked about this too, and it's true. It's just, but they're they're just yeah, they're, their fall from grace is just ridiculous. It's a long way to fall. Like Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi didn't have that far. E thirty nine M five to the X seven. Like, what happened? Oh yeah, like what what the hell? <laughs> the body shop right at the top of the motorplex or whatever. Yeah. Was, Pulling out of there on Saturday. Oh, of course, where's it going to be? There was a smashed X5 up there, and the grills were all gone and stuff in the front. I'm like, yes! That looks so much better! <laughs> but yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like, just those, that brand is just, ugh, it's gross. Yeah, it's, it's so gross, yeah. I don't really like it that much anymore for the new stuff, so. So, um, you know, speaking of, instead of things that are gross, I want to talk about things that are good. Okay. 
Uh, that was almost an okay segue. That was actually pretty good. So We're self-monitoring on segue. Yes, we are. I'm so really so sorry that you have to listen to that. Um, Sedge me. So, Japanese Nostalgia Car, my main website that I write for, my main, not source of income, but my main, my main source of, like... Your main squeeze? My main squeeze, yes. Um, they, have a, they always do a question of the week. Okay. It's the name question of the week. Oh, that's what that means. Yes. Uh, but this one's particularly good. I really like this one. And that's why I bring them up if they're really good ones. Okay. And this one is, what is the best American market Japanese nostalgic car? It has to be, so what is the best Japanese car that was unique to the American market? Huh. That was ever made. I'm actually going to extend that to be also what was the worst. Now, because I know you didn't read this ahead of time and you right. have to think about this, uh, I'll do mine. <laughs> uh, I think that the best one, the best unique to American market was the V20 Camry wagon. Mm-hmm. They did not get the Camry wagon in Japan, which is super weird to me. A country made of wagons where you could get a V12 wagon two years later when they made the V12 Century. Okay. And they made that in a wagon. Right. But you couldn't get the Camry wagon. I just think that's super weird. But it's, it's a sporty, fun, you know, manual transmission four-cylinder or V6 with a wagon with two rear wipers. How cool is that? Um, but I will say the worst one, objectively the worst one, was the Dodge Challenger 2. Are you talking like the Malays era one that yes. was on a Mitsubishi? Yes. Platform? So, and now the reason is, that car is actually pretty okay. <laughs> But this is what they had in Japan instead. Um, if you want to click on that link I have there, the Gaunt Lambda. Well, at least you can show it to me. Yeah, I can show it to you. No, 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 the, where, where, the Gaunt Lambda's lit up. Uh, the first car to ever have a 4G63 in it. Hmm. It was a 4G63 turbo. It was called the Mitsubishi Gaunt Lambda GSR Turbo. Okay. Uh, or, sorry, GSR 2000 Turbo. Um 4G63 turbo, rear-wheel drive, independent rear suspension, unlike the solid beam axle we had. Um, Five-speed manual transmission, unlike the four-speed we had. Jeez. Fender mirrors. Fuel-injected, unlike the one we had. Um, (laughs) Four-wheel disc brakes. Well, okay, back when this car was put out, fuel injection was not necessarily a good thing. No, this is electronic. Even still. This is... Early electronic fuel injections. It was literally the exact same 4G63... That was in a Galant 10 years later for the Galant VR4. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, it was literally I an engine. Don't, I don't hate that. Yeah, it was an engine from the 1990s available in the peak of the Malays. That's the coolest the the coolest thing in the world, and we got the worst possible variant of it. <laughs> we did. Like, we got, we got a, a stick axle. Like, so, it, we had, yeah, we had a live axle, rear drum brake, four-speed, in a carbureted... 2.6 liter truck engine powered, and then they was named it. Was it SOHC or was it side valve? It was overhead valve. Okay. Uh, and the, the piece de resistance of shittiness was the fact that they stuck the Dodge Challenger name on it. So nobody, like even the people that were like possibly could be fooled, would ever want that. All it was right. just awful. So that's my worst one. But yeah, the V20 Camry wagon by far, I think, is the best American only version of a car. That's fair. What do you think would well, be yours? I'm really waffling on the worst. I'm still thinking about this. My best is either going to be the first gen ES250 with the five speed manual. 
That one's actually a Toyota Camry Vista in the, Japan. The ES250 is a US only. That name. Yeah. But the exact same car. Doesn't, well, no, then you could say the LS400. Because that was just a Cellosaur. I don't care. This is a better car. It's way more fun. Yeah, but that's the thing. is That was actually, like, specifically... So, anyway, that is a okay. specific US model vehicle. Different VINs. Different mm. car, dealer, whatever. Or the Previa Alltrack. I'll give you that one, because they did not have a manual Alltrack in Japan. I'm picking that's worst. Uh, I don't... I mean... My gamut of what was only sold here is a little on the slim side. The Cyan TC? No, that's not that bad. Well, given the fact that they can make silicon for that. You also have to look at oh. some of these things in... Oh, I got this. Eclipse Cross. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yep. Yeah, that, that is... A, a, I think that is only American market. And that is really an objectively awful That's a really, vehicle. really terrible... Well, thing. actually, that's, that's not a JNC. But I will give you that for being a bad one. Um, we might come back to this if I think of another really yeah, terrible... Yeah, if I think of something older, I'll, I'll pitch I'll, in I'm too. Gonna, but I'm guessing it. it's not going to be a Toyota. It's probably going to be... Yeah, there's... It's probably going to be a, a Diamond Star product. It's pretty pretty high likelihood that it's going to be that. <laughs> uh, they've made some real shit. That, like, they made just from the American market because they were kind of farting around with, like, what do Americans like? And they yeah. just made some trash. And they, they had all those joint ventures with um, the five-pointed Chrysler, and they, they had a lot of really bad stuff that came out of that. Oh, man, no, here we go. Dodge Stealth base model. Oh, yeah. The three-liter Dodge Caravan yeah. engine, yep. front-wheel drive, automatic-only, $16,000 version of a 3000 GT. much more nostalgic, so we'll go with that. That is a really <laughs> awful, objectively bad car. That's a really like, terrible Like, really, thing. It's a, it weighs just as much. And it is, like, it's heavier than a minivan. It only has, like, like 160 horsepower. Oh, it's not even that much. Those it, were like hundred and thirty something horsepower. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That that's that that's that's yeah. the winner for the <laughs> That might just be the overall winner for the worst Japanese car, period. Oh, that's so bad. Oh god it, you know, it, how did people not see the Eclipse Cross coming when they made that shit? I don't know. Well see that's the thing. The Eclipse Cross is just the modern version of the base model Dodge. It, well, it, it, it's like the writing was on the wall. Like <laughs> you you could totally see that coming. I mean who thought that, that would be a good combination of things? Nobody. Exactly. They, they, they want to make a, a cheap sports car in America, and they made it as terrible as possible. Well, we just need to cost cut so people will buy it. Like, no. No, you don't. People aren't going to buy this model anyway. No, you... Like, they want to make a... <clears throat> now it's eight grand and bring a trailer. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Anyway, um, so one of the shows that wasn't happening in the Twin Cities this weekend, but was happening, and it wasn't really a show, Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. Yes. An event that I fully intended on going to this year, but, but ran out of time. Okay, fair. Um, so that happened. Um, there's only a couple of kind of main highlights I want to cover. One of them's kind of cool. One of them's kind of really not cool. What's sort of not cool so we can, so we can finish? Uh, uh, so right a now. dude on a Ducati flew off the mountain at the top and died. Oh. Well, obviously, you know, if he was driving a Honda. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But the thing is, if he was driving a Honda, he'd still be in orbit. He would have been okay. Well, yeah, he would have been dead, but just from asphyxiation instead of probably blunt force trauma. 
Well, it depends on how fast you're anyway, rotating. I think this is one of very, very few deaths that have ever actually occurred. Yeah, it is really sad, movie. actually. I, yeah, I, I read about that. He seemed like a pretty cool dude. So well, he was yeah, 36, that, dude. He was pretty young. Yeah, he's super young, but the, the thing is, like, that dude also, like, kicked ass at I, uh, yep. uh, Isle of Man as well. <clears throat> I think he, if not... I'm not sure if he held a record there, but he was, like, in contention for a, a couple of records. down the adrenaline tap a little bit. Well, can't well, it's it's well, turned it's off fully now. Open now, yeah. Well, it's off actually. But. Yeah, well, his big gland of adrenaline is probably just gaping open inside of his body. This is really insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Bentley broke the production car record by eight point four seconds uh, with another amazing massive vehicle. Can we bleep out like the last twenty seconds of that conversation? Nope. No, that's staying. <clears throat> so yeah, the stream people won't be able to see this, but we can. There is the Georgian tower block. I fitted. fitted. (laughs) Pause, 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 pause. Can we just appreciate the fact that Bentley still writes their number on their grill just like they did 100 years ago? Some people at Bentley are definitely still really old. I love it. (laughs) Bentley's... You know how, like, BMW's falling off a cliff? Bentley's quickly rising for me. Yeah, but they're based on VAG. I, yes, that's something they're rising. But Volkswagen's trying to sell them, so... That's, and the 4OT that they're using is one of the better engines that is in their repertoire. And they write their number on their grill, like they you should. They do, and that is a fabulous color. Yeah, that is a that, very... that is what you find in a baby diaper after you accidentally feed one Taco Bell. That's yes, that, that, that is exactly as Taco Bell. Right. That is seconds. Taco Bell. That's a pretty big uh, gap. Pike's Peak is now brought to you by Gran Turismo, too. Oh, it always is. Well, not always. Not always. (laughs) (laughs) The hundredth running of the Gran Turismo Pikes Peak. Yeah, exactly. Um, God, that car looks very cool. I know, right? I like that a lot. Yeah, this is an auto blog story. Listeners, you really, 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 absolutely detest the taillights on the new Continental. Yeah, they made them all squinty and bad. That that car does not need any ovals on it. Um, But it's a full factory spec car and a really old, weird dude. Oh, whoops. Never mind. That's where I smell him. <laughs> no, that says Miller. Oh, oh, it is Miller. Yeah, Ooh, okay. God, so he that, is that makes a lot of sense. He's like this, that, is, this is Junior as well. That guy's so, like the Tony Hawk of apparently pirated of racing. By yeah. Um, That's cool. Though. So speaking of racing and stuff, you know how BM, we were talking about BMW a minute ago. We were. Uh, well, not a minute ago. So far, been right, se- several minutes ago. Um, I just I, I think I find it's really odd that all these car manufacturers are getting. Not one, but they're getting two uh, performance houses in house. Okay. Because like Toyota had TRD, now they got TRD and Gazoo. Garmin. And then um, BMW has M, and they have uh, now they've Alpina. got Alpina. And I just think it's really really weird. Well, Mercedes only has AMG. No, I guess they have Designo. Then that's not really yeah yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Mercedes has Mercedes probably started because they've had Designo forever. So. Yeah, I know it's been around a long time. Well, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna say Honda's gonna buy Spoon in the next five years. That'd be pretty neat. I'd be really into that. Factory like Spoon Accord Sport. Like you have like the Mugen, mm. which would be like the more grown up, and Spoon oh, yeah. would be for like boy racers. That'd be mm-hmm. great. And then probably Spoon is still around, right? Yeah, they're doing great. Yeah. They actually, uh, I think they hold the record of Button Willow now for fastest lap, all seven corners of Button Willow. Imagine if buying a. Going to do a dealership, 
ordering your brand new four cylinder Honda Accord Sport and you hit the spoon performance package. And just and it like <laughs> it's like a three hundred horsepower NA four cylinder that goes to yeah, like eleven thousand. You have the RPM. seats in the middle and it's yellow with like <laughs> blue just, and like blue all over it. The and it's just ridiculous. Just changes the car entirely to a different vehicle. Yeah, it's just totally different. <laughs> But, like, oh, that got that escalated quickly. Well, did you ever see the Spoon Civic that one that that did the the record at at um at Buttonwillow? Probably. They've been taking it around the world doing it. It's the previous generation, that really awful generation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they put the seat in the middle, so it had perfect weight distribution. <laughs> and like they, they've got like a gas thing on, so they put the fire extinguisher on the other and everything. It's just like they got really, really anal retentive about how they did their weight distribution. So there you go. That's what you learned about Spoon, being really anal retentive. Uh, I just know that they make spinny things spin more fast. Yes, they do. They're very, very cool. Um, I would write something about Spoon for the blog, but there's so much that's been written. You can easily just Google it and Must have find it. Name. Spoon engines. Yes, yeah, Spoon. Yeah, exactly. And they have, they have Fast and the Furious to thank for keeping them around forever. Right. <laughs> otherwise, it would have gone the way. I need a Spoon engine. Yeah, otherwise... I guess I'll Google that and figure out what it is before Google existed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that, That's like... Yeah. If it wasn't for that, they probably would have gone the way of, like, Signal Auto Garage or something. But, um, they were the company I brought drifting to America. Great. Yeah, but they were never mentioned in Fast and Furious. Well, because anyway. Signal Auto Garage is a mouthful, and you can tell it's based on something Japanese. Yeah, well, it's based on the fact that there's a, a light signal right outside the garage. It's notoriously difficult to pull out of the original garage. Well, speak... Okay, fine. That's actually where the name came from. It was like a huge pain in the ass to get in and out, and so people would like know them as the one that I've seen signal. Tokyo Drift, all right, Ryan? Yeah, so I know the deal with okay. Japanese garages. There you go. Anyway, so um, what did we learn today? Jana's been dead silent other than making this week. delicious uh, taquitos. Yeah, Thank you, sweetie. taquitos. What did I learn this week? Yes, what did you learn? Man, it was... It's okay. It That's was... brilliant. You can hear me just fine. Oh, can we? Okay. I was, it's surprisingly good. Um, I don't know. I didn't really learn anything this week. I've been stuck at work most of the time, so you don't learn much from children. No. Other than very personal stuff, so it's just... You learned that your Sims won't move if your house is on fire. We found that out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this morning while I was playing The Sims before I went to work, uh, the grill that I had never used in my backyard yeah. caught fire. Oh! And the sim that Ryan made... I bet um, that's a terrible person. His sim is Brutus. Um, He's like me, but savagely tan. He, he found the fire and just left. It's <laughs> absolutely accurate. And then, like, four <laughs> sims that weren't even my friends were in my house and didn't do anything. And then our sims ran out of the house... And did nothing, and it, the fire spread, and I went to put it out, and everyone was just in my house chilling, and my Sims that actually lived in the house were nowhere to be found. So I just exited out of the game without saving. So there you go. I do. I mean, the last time I played Sims, it was Sims Two, and yeah, the, the not necessarily glitches, but like AI logic. Some of it just doesn't work. Yeah. We, we should probably cover this real quick because it's funny as hell. <laughs> Oh, is Koenigsegg really pissed off about that? Koenigsegg is extremely mad online about a cheap one-to-one for sale. (laughs) (laughs) 
as we just said, it was a top buy. Yep. <laughs> like, we gave good consumer advice. There you go. Like, it's very mad that somebody is selling a Koenigsegg 1 1 so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> they have a quote near the bottom on what they sent to bottoms. Oh. Um, but anyway, so the. Um, here, just, just dip it. No, you're going to dip it. Oh, okay. So, anyway, um, while you're reading that and figuring out what you're going to talk about, I'll say what I learned. No, that's too many words. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll just move on to what I learned. Everybody go on to, to Jopotnik Jop- 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 and read about it. Well, Jopotnik, um, because uh, we still have to buy a Jopotnik. Yeah, yeah. So, don't tell people that. We have oh. bought it. Yes. Yeah, we, um, we totally own Jopotnik. Yes, we do. Yep. Um, now, what I learned was Matt Farrow yeah. makes an insane amount of money. Hmm. From doing his podcast, I think that's the only thing he does that like actually makes money. I can and see that. Now he does the only Countach, which is my dream car. Mm-hmm. He owns the rest of my dream car collection, which uh, includes a V12 Century wagon. Nice, which is amazing. That's very cool. Um, and then he just bought a Delica camper van. Nice, just wonderful. A horrible vehicle. Yeah, he he basically just buys whatever. Top rank doesn't sell, I think. Or something. <laughs> so, so he has a Honda Beat. He must be the guy who ended up buying that Beat after years and years and years. Oh, it's sold. But um, I'm so frustrated it's sold. And like, I just wanted to buy a house. That's all I wanted to do is buy a house and I can get my Beat. I'm like, shit. But anyway. And now you have neither. We should uh, start sponsoring watches. I'll pretend to give a shit. And then we can plug like a merch store in front of our podcast coffee for like shop 30 seconds a- and be like coffee and... I think they're out of business now, so I can say their name. Uh, what else? Yeah, it doesn't matter. We we could plug things, and then we could. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys know something that's cool, or even if it's not, and they pay, we'll plug it. Yeah, we will, and we'll make... just we'll sell out, and then we'll just buy trips to car places. But you know what I'm gonna do though is we're gonna make sure it's a standardized plug time. Mm-hmm. So you can you fast forward one minute. Yep. And we'll it's plug... like the uh, celebrity in a car segment of Top Gear was. Precisely ten minutes. You yep. can always skip right through it. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exactly what that was. So you just skip right through it and then you're done. Uh, and actually, we're planning out loud, but really, this will benefit you. So. Yeah, we are. We are. So if you want to sponsor us, we are now open for sponsorships. And forget the thing we said about people skipping the ads. We'll make sure that they are always. We will plug them constantly. Yep. Right in the middle of talking about topics like the Pikes Peak. Uh, this is MVM brought to you by Peace Coffee. <laughs> Keep yourself hydrated and awake. What Moving on was to what that? I learned this week, it's extremely easy to get like medically dehydrated. Yeah, there you go. There's, <laughs> that is your segue of the show. Right, right. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you found that out. You should have a banana. You haven't eaten a banana the whole I, episode. I, well, I had two beforehand. He's yeah, but you did. Like you need to have another banana. No, so many bananas. That's my car. Oh my god! Wait, wait. How many bananas? He, it, Corey, I, what, one sec. One sec. What, what is the fatal <laughs> amount of bananas? Probably like ten. We need to figure this out. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week if Bird does not die of banana poisoning. Uh, I don't know how to turn.